here's a little something about a sucker like me. Never should have been let out the penitentiary. Hey, I'm Sam. I'm Wayne. I'm Andy. I'm Andy Hill. I'm Andy Hill the third. I'm Andy Hill Jr. They're all they're all they're trolling me, man. Everyone seems to troll me. That's that's what's wrong with the internet. Welcome to Audio One, the podcast where we take one concept, walk into a room as friends, and walk out as sworn enemies. Today we're going to talk about social media. <laughs> and you can, uh, you can download the Spanish version from iTunes, it's called Audio Juan. <laughs> social media and its impact on the artist. Who would like to kick us off? Andy, should, you got should we start off us? with the fact of the day? Alright, so I found, uh, this is a McKinsey.com, which is a, a marketing company or sales company that... Uh, looks into strategic marketing, and they have found out that 72% of consumers uh, sign up for an email list when the intent is to get discount or free shit. So, the article that I found is telling us that email marketing for musicians is potentially more lucrative than Facebook and so on. If you give away something. For free. Yes, they said if there's the incentive is there that you will be able to create email lists and that it is more personalized because you're going directly to the person's email. So that was the argument they had. What do you think about that, guys? Is it effective for artists nowadays or not? Is well, it helping them? Well, just to jump on that, uh, mm. Steve and me and, and Davey were talking about uh, Ill Gates the other day. He's a guy who came and did a, a master class here. Mm. And he, one of the things he brought up with regards for promotion was that it's really important to build a database of uh, email addresses. And that's, that's right. going to be the engine that, that drives your you know, your ability to reach people and that sort of thing. That's an interesting... Permissions marketing. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, yeah, it's an interesting point because having just done an event, the Manchester thing, um, it is apparent, and I intend to do this... Please don't plug your gigs on this uh, podcast. Uh, um, Shameless plug. (laughs) It is apparent I intend to do this uh, when ready, but you you, you retain all the email addresses through Eventbrite Mm-hmm. Um, and you can contact all of those email addresses in one hit when we run the next event. That's right. Mm. Which That's is not- which is very uh, instantly effective because if some not all of those would necessarily have uh, be following a particular Facebook page or um, so. But, well, but I, to I, what extent is is something like Facebook useful for getting people to sign up to an email distribution list? I guess that's where the, the social media thing comes in, right? Well, there's a, there's a gap, isn't there, between a solicited email and social media. Solicited emails are very valuable because you've got the permission from the person who owns that email to get in contact with them. I know that I sign up to certain things and end up putting a filter on it in Gmail so that it just goes to a folder anyway and I don't have to worry about it. So I don't know how much value is there in email marketing. I'm not sure that the value is there. I think it goes back to having those true fans. I think you hit on something there, whereas you said permission, though, that I think the issue with social media is is getting that permission from your supposed friends or what equates to likes. Um 
because it can be deemed as, as spamming if you overuse it. And so therefore, going back to the email question, is it more effective in that you are not seen as spamming, but you're just providing information that they have asked for in the first place? But they only asked for it so they, they could get the, three, the free thing that you were trying to give them. So how could we do that on Facebook or social media? Oh, there's there's plenty of ways of doing it. I mean, like uh, uh, even on SoundCloud, there's plenty of artists who have plugins that, like, you know, you have to follow them before you can get a download uh, from their account. Or even it'll direct you to their Facebook page from SoundCloud and you have to like their Facebook page before you can download a, a freebie, a song or something like that. And it's interesting because likes equate to quite often... Um, Big promoters deciding on whether the do they band still is, do that though? Can I can I just finish, please? They decide on likes whether the band is worthy. But we know of what gigs. you're going to say, and I don't, I'm not convinced that they that they still do that. Oh, I don't know. Did you it, see? It is a bit of that. a pissing contest. Yeah. Um, where did you find your information from well, saying it doesn't it, equate to promoters? Gigs? Know that a Facebook page with a, with a hundred thousand people only has a reach of something like two to four percent when they post organically. So why would they assume that having that many likes on a page is really conducive to whether a band can pull a No, okay, how about let's talk about followers. Sorry, I meant followers. It's the same thing. Likes, followers. You're talking about Facebook. What's the difference between a like and a follower? Uh, I'll just change the subject slightly because I'm interested in this podcast because I don't really have a clue how social media fits into, um, you know, following artists and stuff because I don't know about you guys, but I don't use social media to follow the artists I like. And I think everyone uses social media slightly differently, which is mm. probably one of the problems. The only thing I see, I, the only time I ever use social media for going to gigs or buying music or finding music is from people I know. So my friends have a gig in Perth. They post it on Facebook. I happen to go on that day and see it and maybe click, yeah, I'm going to go. And then I attend, but I would never go to a gig of a, you know, an international national artist I like based on seeing it on Facebook or seeing it. I don't, I don't really use much of the other social media. So, um, yeah, I'd be interested to hear if any of you guys do that or is it just people you know that you will follow their music on social media? I don't follow well, any artists but on, not, on I mean, Facebook. it's an awareness thing. So social media can prompt you to the fact that an event is coming. Uh, now, that might have been linked through a friend of a friend of a friend or something like that. Or you know, it might, sometimes you could look at the name, you don't even recognize it, but nevertheless, it's there in front of you saying, oh, Joe Bloggs is coming to town. You go, oh, wow. Well, um, I, don't, I, I didn't so you, know that. And so use, I will look into it. So you would use Facebook for that or you... I don't that, use it for that. But or it, that happens if I, on but Facebook But it happens sometimes. accidentally. You and know, is that because you follow those artists on Facebook or no, because someone else says not, they're not going Not at all. I don't follow, follow any artists right. particularly. The thing is, even if you do follow artists, like a lot of those platforms like Facebook and stuff, is it, they've made it very difficult to get... You know, like Brandon was saying before, you only get two to four percent of reach to your audience. Okay. I I follow a whole bunch of artists and stuff on Facebook, and it never comes up in my feed. And even when it does, it's some stupid status that I don't care about in the first place. It's not talking about their music. I mean, 
you look at like a lot of the big big name artists out there you got like miley silas like rolling joints and smoking weed on facebook and same with like rihanna and stuff it's just like a lot of it's crap you know it's that celebrity kind of culture rather than anything music related hashtag blaze it yeah all right so we might need to backtrack here then a little bit and go okay well if social media if it's not really a good engine for artists what is youtube now when you say engine engine what for promoting yourself as yeah for getting likes and followers i think i think the uh development of um these uh, apps like, um, you know, home concerts and um, Stage It and, you know, these these types of social media hubs, I think, are probably the next generation of where the where we might find value in, in the social media space. But how do I find out about those? It's still through my primary social media hub, which currently is Facebook. Um, most of the time, that's where I'm hearing about those also. So, just a clarifying question there: when you you're talking about apps as if they're social media, like maybe it might be worth backtracking a little bit more and thinking about what is social media like. What do you guys consider social media to be? For me, it's like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, that kind of stuff. Not necessarily an app or something like that i don't know uh what do you guys think well well a program like stage it mm. it is an app i don't know that well I it, don't it's, know either, it's like yeah. you 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 have concerts at home so you, you put on a concert you're at home and people can either pay or or, or or subscribe or or donate or whatever basically and stage it is one of the probably the ones that have been around for a little while but you know you've got home concerts there's a few others they're social media spaces aren't they yeah fair enough yeah. are they i i would I don't know. I I don't know the app you're talking about, it, but I would say that that's a solution to the problem of finding it difficult to rise above the noise on social media. Because you know, if you're using Facebook, people are posting pictures of their cat, their lunch, talking about how crappy their life is, how awesome their life is, and then if you're lucky, you'll see a promotion for a gig somewhere in between it. So that's why I think that's why I don't use it for that kind of thing, and that's why I think there needs to be a better way or. There's a there's an opening there for better promotion. This sounds like something that I would be interested it in. It is cool. And the other day, the only band I followed, interestingly, Stevie, that you, you said you don't, but Stan and Warriors. For some reason, one day I clicked on Stan and Warriors. They were old school breaks. Yeah, I love oh, them I from know, way I've back. Them you know them. Well, me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were on Facebook Live the other day. And right. uh, I put it on and I was doing some work and I, it ended up playing for an hour and a half. I watched their whole set on Facebook Live for an hour and a half. And that was mint. Right. Loved it, basically. Did you Hooked find it out up about to my that? airplay? Yeah. Did yep. you find out about that through that app you were talking about, or through no, Facebook? Through Facebook. And that so was just because I followed them. Just appeared on your feed. Just f- appeared on my feed. So if you hadn't logged in at that minute, you probably I would have missed, missed it. it. Yep. Yeah. That's what. That's my problem with it. It's just so much noise and yeah. so much random chance of you actually saying Definitely. that. Definitely. You know, you might spend two months writing a song or promoting this gig, and then you put it on, and it's gone Boom. within an hour. Gone. And yeah. I I definitely agree with you. That's what I was trying to say before. Yeah. There's just so much crap on there, noise. and like. Yeah, even even with even when you follow an artist, they post crap as well as actual music related stuff, and yeah, it just gets lost. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because there's so many articles saying, you know, this is how you do social media. Make sure you post every two days. Make sure you post, you know, what you're doing, not just your music. And I read that and go, if an artist I like did that, 
I would probably stop following them if they're posting crap every two days. I just want to hear their music, know when they're playing, look at their video clips, maybe a couple of pictures of them in the studio if they're recording, but shit, I don't want to hear all these artists telling me, like, I don't want them to be human. I want them to be super human, <laughs> superstars, <laughs> untouchable. You, how do you feel about... see what they're having for breakfast. <laughs> God damn it. What Apart you, from Miley Cyrus. What, did, what did you have for breakfast, Steve? <clears throat> DJ's breakfast. DJ's? DJ's breakfast. You never... What, you ate some vinyl records or something? <laughs> and, and snorted some coke. Yeah, you know it. So, um, Make sure you cut that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Um, how do you guys feel about sponsored um, Facebook posts? Mm, Bug me. Hate them. Hate them. Yeah. Um, Same on Instagram. I have considerable experience in this area. Yeah, how did you go? Tell me about it because I'll tell you about another example. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. Which part sucks, mate? Um, I've experimented with all sorts of uh, sponsored posts. So basically you're paying for ads on Facebook. So oh, for those, you actually, so you paid some... Oh, yeah. Money. For those people out there that don't know what sponsored ads are, they are what sponsored posts are. They're, anytime you see something that's got sponsored written on it in Facebook, that someone's paid money to put that in front of you. Mm. They've targeted you in some um, interest area and that ad is then shown up in your feed. And then it gets ignored more quickly than anything else. <clears throat> it does. <laughs> it does. And for local gigs, a simple ad um, that targets the local area seems to work a little bit. But having said that, a lot of the people that will end up liking that, especially for let's, – let's talk about small-scale Facebook pages, so less than 500 likes. The people that end up liking that stuff are usually people who are in the industry themselves and – are musicians or are friends of musicians. And stakeholders as well. And they know mm-hmm. you or the band or whatever. Um, so they, so all you're really doing is you're sponsoring an ad to go in front of your friends, <laughs> which is a crock of shit. And I'll, look, I've spent maybe 500 bucks or in total on, really? on wow. ads for Jackson uh, Rose. That's Jackson <coughs> Rose's money. That's why you don't see anything at gigs. And the thing is, is that you can't measure it, right? You can't measure it. There's you, no stats. That there is. Say, oh, there's, no, plenty, there's plenty, plenty of stats. Of this so, isn't so the, the people boost. that said coming, going. Yeah. Did they? Oh, you're talking about those sort of stats. Yeah, those stats. What, what, so what? You know, out of five hundred bucks, what was your return? How, how do we? Well, how when do you I know? say five hundred bucks, that's over the last couple of years, yeah. and that's every time I've I've sponsored an ad for twenty bucks here and there for a week. It adds up. You know, so what quickly. happens when you see a sponsored ad? I know what happens to me. I flick faster. Faster than light. It's like sponsored. Oh, hot, no. The first one I'll look at and go, oh, yeah, because that was a personal one. And then every one that comes after that is yeah, sponsored. Yeah, you got to be really careful. Who does it go to? If you go on one of the sponsored ones, yeah, you can choose based on like age and demographics. You can choose based on geographical area. You can open it up to the public. You can put it just to people that like. When you say the public, who's the public? Like uh, you can have Facebook users. You can Everyone have like Facebook? a floating. What? You can have a floating ad that that targets people in a geographical area at the top of their Facebook feed, basically in the top That's right expensive. corner. Yeah. You can have an ad that shows up in their feed that targets people who like. Um, pug dogs and alt country music, um, and live within the Mount Lawley area, and have recently had a haircut. That that's Jesus, how that granular. That sounds like someone I don't want to be around. That's how granular that, you can get. You've with, described with, the Jackson Roses audience that, pretty much. That's, that's maybe why I'm not getting any likes because <laughs> those people are hipsters, and they don't generally <laughs> like to. They like, like anything. They don't. They like, like anything. social media, but they don't like people to know that they like it. Yeah. They're maybe. too cool for social media. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, I I find that I've had I've paid for a couple ads on Facebook as well, Brandon. But I. 
haven't got any traction whatsoever. On the other hand, if we, if we start talking about other platforms like Twitter and Instagram, I find it's much easier to get noticed by, by like, you know, with drum and bass, what I make, like, on Instagram, you put a few hashtags on that with, like, you know, drum and bass specific stuff, and you get some people who run quite big labels in yep. the scene, liking your photos and commenting on them and stuff like that. It's, I find those kind of smaller platforms are much easier to get yeah, traction right. on than Facebook yep. is. But but yeah, but the, the, the problem with that is a lot of those people are searching, have employees or receptionists or people working in their office or interns that are searching for those hashtags, mm -hmm. liking that stuff so that you look at it and go, oh man, this label liked me, cool. And then you follow them and you see That's all right. their updates. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to know, are they actually following me are because they, genuine? Yeah. they got my ad and they like it and mm. they want to see what I'm doing or are they trying to like do that social media trick where... Mm. Yeah, but I'm not. Oh, like I'm you, not talking about ads. So I'm just talking about using like hashtags posts. on a personal so organic post or well, something. Yeah, I mean yeah. the same, same, <laughs> same thing. Applies. There's a sponsored now on Instagram. You I know, notice that's so, yeah. because yeah. Facebook own it now. Yeah. The other, the other thing about social media, which I find a little problematic, and it's actually happened to me where so, someone I knew was putting a gig on, and I saw it pop up, and I was like, oh, cool, and I clicked on it to look at it, and it was in a smaller venue, and it had. 400 people are going to this and I was like, oh, man, I don't really want to be in that venue with 400 people. I want to see, I want to see these guys play, but I'll wait till they do like a gig at a bigger venue or something where it's not going to be mm. jam packed and I'm going to be sweating in a hot venue. Turns out like maybe hundred people went to this 300 venue and it was, there was plenty of room, but because people on social media want to appear as though they've, they're having a more interesting life than they're actually having. <laughs> totally. They will say they're going to things and not go they to go. them. Yeah. I've the, uh, I, I know, I know some so associates, yeah. you know, uh, I've known a past who must have said that they are going to at least five, six, seven shows that we've put on mm -hmm. and I've never seen that person yeah. there once. Yeah, what's the and saying that's on That's why, yeah. Why, why say they're going and, if you're not, yeah. And you, you know, I, they, lost a, they lost a customer from me because all those people had lied Said. about going to that damn yeah. thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, Facebook, but, yes, but yes a bit, is though. a maybe. What was it? Yes <clears throat> is a maybe, maybe is a no, and no is hell no. I'm not fucking going to that. <laughs> yeah, a, a maybe <laughs> is a polite no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Interested is... No, definitely not Zero. going, yeah. Interested is polite. Backtracking to the original point of uh, does social media help promote your bands? Is that what the topic is? Yeah. yeah. Well, the topic well, is social media and the, and the independent artist, essentially. All right. So I, I'm not an independent artist because it's mainly covers that, that I do, apart from the stuff I do with you guys. But without social media, I doubt, uh, I mean, it's taken a while, but since I started engaging with social media, mainly Facebook, what, probably five years ago, there's been a steady but significant, like, in, increase in interest in in the bands that I'm involved in. And and without that, I don't think, I, I firmly believe, I don't know, you tell me, how would I how would he have uh, mm, fostered more interest on a continuing with, basis? With that stuff that you've done, you've found a niche market of people in Perth who want that, want the thing that you're mm. giving them. Yeah. The, the Super my, fans. Sort of, yeah. He has super well, fans. With my stuff, I've realised that people don't give a shit about alt country original music, so it's very hard to engage them. And those that do give a shit are more interested in engaging with someone like Ryan Adams on social media 
than my band. Hmm. Well, with your the, Manchester Manchester stuff, yeah. you've got a whole bunch of Man, thirty expats. to fifty-year-old expats yeah, in yeah, Perth right. who feel real, like there's a there's a <laughs> an emotional attachment to that scene. Yeah, but yeah, but Perth is known to have more British expats um, per head of population than any other capital city in in australia that's why the electronic music scene here is so so big so yeah maybe that's why you've been able to grow your audience and and as brandon was yeah but the point is 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 contacting more and more of those people would have been extremely difficult without social media so that the the, there's particular facebook sites like like poms in perth the groups um and and certain groups and so on as well as Oh, you know, we've got targeted all the scooter clubs around town because they like modern scar and certain styles of music. Yes, it's niche, but the point is, without the ability to grab those people through the likes of Facebook or social media, it would have been really, really difficult. Mm. Okay, so in bringing that back to the question, how could an independent artist, not a covers band, target those groups that are effectively their market? Because that's what you've obviously done well, the, with success. It well, needs maybe to be emotional. Because, like Brandon hit the nail on the head there, that with original music in Perth or anywhere else, there's certain genres of, of music. But nevertheless, within any particular genre, there are there's so much competition. There are so many bands out there that are trying to do a Noise, similar thing. Yeah. So how are you going to make yourself attract the attention of social media people above any other band that's doing something similar. So maybe, Brando, you should start a group that is WA Alt Country Aficionados. There's already one. I've got there we ad- go. So do you advertise in that they, group? They advertise my gigs. There we go. So it's is there... all people there. It's the same it? fit. Because so, okay. that, group, that, that group isn't big enough. There's how, not how many there's people? just not that many people involved in that like on that Facebook page. How many people in the group? There's probably 1500 people on the Facebook page. It's pretty it's bigger than your friend base. But though. what you got to remember is because it's a Facebook page, every time they post organically, they get 2 to 4% reach. That's it. So what's 2 to 4% of 1500? When you say people? reach, I didn't know this was going to be a maths test. E equals MC squared. Not many is the answer. Mm. It shows up in not many people's Facebook feed. What even yeah, in that group, you mean? Yeah, it only shows up in that, maybe forty of those 40, people. Yeah, if you want to reach what, the whole group, you got to pay for it. And this is what pisses really? me off about this—the music scene here, or or in any other similarly sized city. I guess it's people just kind of follow whatever hype is on is on social media, and the people who are able to generate that hype are still the people who have the money to do it. Yeah, and, I should and clarify. It, it just, pisses me off like good music hasn't been enabled by facebook or by social media quite the contrary there's so much noise and bullshit and hype out there the good music is harder to find i would argue okay before going further i've got to clarify that a facebook group and a facebook page are different so a facebook group you you can have an app on your phone so that every group that you're a member of you'll get a notification every time something is posted with a facebook page that's something that you have to opt into and nobody opts into. so then how does the the gas station work whereas i i see it's a group yeah i know with a group but i see so many of the 
post of new equipment coming up on the gas station. So how do they have a larger reach for each one of Because it's a group, posts? not a page. Well, then I'm saying with and your part of the group. Because you're always looking at it and scrolling through it. And yeah, and so it, it, that yeah, and it does. The algorithm. But so the, the group is country, a different reach. Yeah, no, so, but you, we were talking about your alt country group. So that, no, that's, an, that's a page. Uh, well, this is what I'm saying is why don't you form an alt country group? group? Oh, God, that's too hard. You can call it the alt counts. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just about, about this. Because uh, it come, it be, it'll become like every other Perth music group on Facebook, some sort of thing that people join and then completely ignore. Yeah, and people <laughs> will hijack it just to create hype, which yeah. is what I was talking about. And the most visible stuff in the group is is always the people who are able to generate more hype so, than anyone else. So just just about these groups and things like this, I think I think what is going to start becoming important in social media is the solicited versus unsolicited. So, for example, I'm just looking at my, my daughter, for example, right, because she's bloody amazing um, in this type of thing. Her Instagram is closed, right? She's got 1,200 solicited friends on, on Instagram. She gets amazing traction. She does, makes videos. She just does, she's, she's, a, she's a, a, a gifted media student at, at JC. But it's a closed group. You can't join it. You know, you, you know, anybody can't just come along in it. Every time she posts something, she gets 500, 600 likes, right? It, she gets amazing traction out of it. It's like a, it's a, uh, you know, the people want to be there. They want to see what's going on. Which takes me back to this super fan thing that, that Andy Andy brought up as well. She got to monetize that shit. She hasn't monetized it. She's thinking about it now. She's only maybe 13, 14. She's just about 14. So, so you know, these open groups that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. we're probably starting to see maybe, you know, like, like the, those things really not gain the traction mm-hmm. that we expect them to. The ones that are really going to be important are the ones that we have curated, that we have handpicked, that are closed, that people have to ask to join, <laughs> have to ask to be part of, want to be part of. Yep. There's great value in that type of social media. But, you know, where's it starting? So I know her Snapchat is also a private group of however many friends she's got and her Instagram. It's all about Snapchat, by the way, these days, Apparently, guys. Well, they reckon you it's know? moving to Musical.ly now. Yeah, well... She What's did that? Musical.ly ages ago. It's the latest app. Musical.ly. Yeah, Music.ly. So all of these apps start like out. music-based, which it, is cool. It is. Oh. Um, they, Just, uh, but it's, yeah, social media. Like, you can choose, like, the, the latest pop song and tape yourself miming it. Yeah. Ah, oh, of cool. Can I just ask but, Steve a question? Because um, you're interesting because you're kind of uh, half social media, half sort of, yeah, if I see it, I see it. Sometimes I don't. So... Would you, are you besides gas station a part of any other groups? Yes, I have a group called Insult Flag with a whole bunch of my mates, and whenever we find a picture on the internet or somewhere of someone that looks like one of our mates, we post it on there and tag them. Yeah, a lot of traction, a lot of mm. comments, a <laughs> lot of likes. Yeah. Great group. That's solicited. Yeah. That's private. You got to monetize that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. So this is where we're getting at. So yeah. see, I didn't see. I want to make an app for it. There we go. So much fun. Steve, Steve has yeah. made a fun group for a yeah. group of his He's friends. He's found a niche. So yeah. So maybe uh, is that I just the, the key so that we're sorry. trying to unlock? Is how do we mate. make a group exciting yeah. enough for the closed totally. membership to be a closed community? Yeah. I um something that has occurred to me over the last probably six to 12 months is that 
as a musician with music, you've you got to not be precious. If people aren't connecting with your music, it might just be that your music isn't what they want to listen to and that's the end of it. I, don't, I'm not I convinced, refuse to believe this. I'm not convinced that there is a group out there of people for every piece of music that was ever written. So these people that say, you've got to go out there and just keep doing what you do and eventually you'll find... Be yourself, bullshit. Man. Sometimes you've got to find the market and create for the market. You can't... The market will kick you in the ass if you create stuff that doesn't resonate. What about with what about a slightly slightly different discussion? So we've been talking well, a lot. That, sorry, just before you move, that that's what a lot of the top producers will say. Hmm. It's not about what you're doing. It's about uh, is there a market for it? And often yeah. there just simply isn't. And the market changes so rapidly as well. With original music, it's yeah. the fonts change, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Th that also speaks of longevity too. If you're constantly writing for the trend, then you're going to be in trend, off trend, in trend, off trend constantly. You're constantly changing well, who you, you are, rewriting who you are. Always be behind if you're trying to write for And you always be yeah. behind the, the, the eight ball, you know. You've got to be leading the trend. You've got to be in front of the trend. That's what other people say, right? Yeah. That's a hard one, that one, mate. Mm. Oh, yeah, totally. God. Sorry, Michael. Yeah, right, mate. Uh, I was going to say, what about, uh, we've been talking a lot about, like, artists promoting their own music and that sort of thing. What about like one of the functions I use social media for in particular Twitter is uh, getting uh, production advice and information off artists that I respect a lot and follow. And I find that's really interesting because like you can go on a, uh, you know, an artist that you likes Twitter page, for example, and they'll be posting about, um, you know, like maybe a, a new compressor VST that they've used or, or a technique that they've tried. And I've got, re I've got some really good production tips and techniques just from, from reading people's feeds. To what extent does that help an independent musician? Um, you know, that, that kind, of, that kind well, of side of it. That's the social element of it, I guess. So you mean, you mean writing about a technique that you use, for example, and well, getting traction out of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that exactly what I'm talking about. Right. So, like, I, I did this, a bit of this through blogging and stuff, you know, mostly because I enjoyed it. I didn't really give it a toss about, you know, getting followers or anything. But, yeah, I mean, like, I, I see a lot of artists doing that um, recently as well, um, particularly in electronic music. You know, they'll put a – you got guys like Tom Cosm, um, Mr. Bill, those kind of guys, and they've built a whole community of followers around um, around themselves through their tutorials and stuff like that. I mean, is that a viable way of doing it? it, it as, a, as an audiophile, as a, as a producer, engineer, absolutely. But are they the guys that are going to come to your gigs? Well, are they the guys that are going to spend money on your records? Well, they've they've managed to make it work. So right. they, these guys are, you know, they're producers and audiophiles and all the rest of it. But they're also musicians, you know. And and the way they've built this community of people up around them, whenever they're in a city, um, you know, because it's a this global is, reach, uh -huh. they'll have people who are in that community this come to see point. their show. It's good. And it I goes like back it. to basically what I think we're coming to a consensus of, and that is you need to create the market or the hype or the group and then Build spread that. your seed. Uh, let's wrap this up, final please. Words. Final, uh, words. final words, if anyone would like to um, contribute any. Turn it up, bring the noise. Create, destroy, move on. 